Hi, welcome to the Rainbow Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Papanikolov. Rainbow and I are on a mission to upgrade humanity with fungi and expand the collective conscious. This podcast builds a virtual mycelial network of bold, open-minded thinkers and seekers. I chat with experts, thought leaders, healers, scientists, entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, activists, and dreamers. These are stories of healing, human potential, and expansion. Tune in, root in, expand, and journey with us. Hi friends, hope you're all doing wonderfully. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, who is Zoe Gong. Zoe is an incredible woman. She's a traditional Chinese medicine, a TCM chef and food therapist. She's a healer, a painter, an author, a registered dietitian, and a really just a wealth of information. Zoe's based in Brooklyn, New York currently, and she was born in Shanghai, China. And she hosts hundreds of dinners and pop-ups and events featuring TCM food therapy all over the U.S. and in China as well. And she's really focused on bringing the healing foods and Chinese cultural traditions to her guests. And she's done everything from creating 10-course mushroom feasts to a mid-autumn full moon tasting in a garden. She does plant-based seasonal chef's tables and her approach to cuisine and food and wellness is really one of a kind and very creative and super educational and really infused with who she is and where she comes from and her story. And she uh, has a really interesting story about how And when she came to America and was really excited to try all these foods she'd never heard of, and ultimately what that led to was her getting really sick. And that really led to her life path and the journey that she's currently on around education of TCM and really bridging Eastern and Western philosophies and offering new ways of looking at health from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective. A new, you know, it's a bit of a paradigm shift. So oftentimes with so many healers, we have uh, our own pains and struggles lead to the ultimate birthing of how we want to help others on the journey and share the tools that we've learned in the process. And just so beautiful that for her, it really came back to connecting to the foods and traditions that she had grown up with and that are a part of who she is. So the episode's really interesting. We dive into some of the tenets and basics of TCM. Big part of mushrooms and functional mushrooms come from ancient Chinese medicine and TCM specifically. So we talk about this and some of her favorite mushroom recipes. I asked her about what TCM says about plant medicines because I I actually, I don't know. I, I wasn't familiar until... I had that, you know, chat with her. Uh, We talk about her relationship with fungi and mushrooms and some new projects that she has launching that are really exciting. And I think you're really going to love this episode. It's really informative. And let's dive in. Hi Zoe. Hi, I'm so I'm so excited and grateful to be here with you and really looking forward to our chat. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you as well. Awesome. Well, I know a lot about what you do. I'm really inspired by the work that you do. You're a chef, traditional Chinese medicine nutritionist, but can you tell our listeners what you do and and a little bit about your backstory? Yeah, so um, I'm from Shanghai originally, and I'm a Chinese medicine chef and food therapist. So, and I live in New York now. I've been in the states for ten years, and um, I started to do what I do because I got really sick when I first, you know, came to the U.S. I was only sixteen, and um, I had, I think, a very drastic change in terms of what I ate. You know, I as you remember the first meal I had. What was it? Tell us. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I, I, oh my gosh, a, yeah, standard American. Yeah, guess actually. A burger and fries. No, it's not. It's actually a. It's a blueberry bagel. I've oh, never seen classic. that before. Wow. Yeah, back then I was like, "What is this?" You know, the, I still remember my first impression. I was like, "This looked fake. It looked like plastic." But I wanted to try it. With cream cheese, which I also never had, I didn't even know how to say that in Chinese. But then you know this kind of food, you know, very drastic change. Then after several months, I started to become there. Just a lot of problems start to show up in my body, and it's it's interesting that it showed up so quickly for you, right? Because it's kind of like a blessing. Yeah, because I think I always have a pretty sensitive constitution. Even when I was in China, you know, I tend to have more like skin issues, digestive issues. So when I came here, I think it just you know happened really fast for me. Yeah,、um, basically, then I had to learn, relearn what is eating, what is healthy eating, and figure out my body. That kind of led me to nutrition and then to Chinese medicine. So right now、wow. my approach is very combined, Eastern and、mm-hmm. Western nutrition,、um, and focused on food rather than supplements, vitamins. Right, that's beautiful. It's、uh, I can I can relate as a sixteen year old going through also really sensitive body, a little bit different、um, with respect to I was I was born in Canada, but really sensitive system and my digestive conditions. And allergies, skin issues, guided me as a seventeen-year-old into nutritional science as well. So we both come from that that background, and yeah, it's always really interesting for me to hear about you know people like yourself where there's there's such a clear kind of like stepping stone and path that you've taken that's really come from your own suffering discovery. You know this this expansion of consciousness that I'm really interested in, which really kind of coincides with a healing journey, is this growth, this self evolution. So how how has that looked for you? You know, can you relate healing to the expansion of consciousness in your own journey? Yeah, for me, it helped me a lot. You know, the journey of healing for me is really. A journey of self awareness and to figure out who I really am, and I think after I have that idea, I was able to share that with people, and also found people are more drawn to what I'm sharing, because I guess when you kind of understand yourself, people more you know、um, just attract attracted you know quote unquote、mm-hmm. um, to to 
or more willing to listen to you. And and for me, you know, I'm really thankful for the journey of healing, because, feeling my body, because I really feel like my mind was expanded for sure. Because I, you know, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese household. I had very little mm-hmm. freedom when I was young, even when I was, you know, in high school, even the early years of college, I was still in that box of the very traditional kind of thinking. And at the same time, I had a lot of body issues. These, I, I somehow maybe these issues are even connected. And then when, once I started to change the way I treat my body, change the way I saw my body, I feel like I was able to be so much more creative. And with that, I was able to be, you know, a lot more free. I, I feel like I'm a very free individual right now, which I'm really happy for. And then with that, I think healing comes easier because when you're open, everything is easier. You're more relaxed, you know, and I'm just naturally feel a lot more connected with the plants in my house, the, the nature, the environment. And, and I think when... I, as a healer, when I'm connected, people are easier to connect with me. And I'm, you know, I'm able to help them to, to connect with the nature because we're all connected. Right? There's this collective consciousness that I think healers uh, all over the world are building, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think it's really important, precious for me. That's beautiful. It's such a beautiful way to put it. And the nervous system repair, like getting into that, shifting into that state where there is, uh, I think just the nervous system where that can start to heal and where we start to develop a different relationship to stress and our perception of stress is very, is very key is coming into that place of more relaxation really just aids us in healing in such a deep way. Because even now I think we know so little about our brain and uh, we are not yet to associate it, at least in a clinical sense, to physical wellness. Um, and I think a lot, most people are not thinking about it that way either. You know, we talk about mental health, but it seems like it's just mental health, right? It's like the connection between mental health and this physical wellness, I think it needs to be explored more. Um, and for me, I felt the difference. And um, also, you know, I'm really drawn to Buddhism after I started practicing Chinese medicine and everything just went together. I started to meet people who I really feel like I should meet, you know, like everything seems to be on the right direction. I love that synchronicity so much. It's kind of like, yeah, co-creation with the universe and just starting to feel like ease, you yeah, know? definitely. You know, in Taoism or in Chinese medicine, we'll talk about the one, right? The concept of one. Mm. You know, when you are open to it, everything is in this one. And then you're centered and that's great. Yeah. Something that I really love about um, about TCM and at least my knowledge of, um, you know, I guess more so relating to fungi and mushrooms and the traditional Chinese medicine, the ways that, uh, you know, there's vocabulary for these mushrooms that just doesn't exist in the Western world. Um, that's always been something that I've, I've felt so drawn to is just like, you know, Rishi being referred to as this, 
a mushroom of spiritual potency. And can you speak to like, what does that mean in Chinese medicine? And I want us to get to this place in the Western world where we are relating to nature in those kinds of ways. And, you know, that there can be this merging of, yes, the sciences is coming and it's, yeah, it, it, there, there's so much of it. And especially around mushrooms, we're really, we're really seeing a lot of advancements, but there's this mass of indigenous knowledge, traditional Chinese medicine, and, and it's really about like this fusing of them. Yeah, totally. You know, the thing about that's really charming about Chinese medicine is, as you've said, we have these very specific words. And I think just the, the nature of Chinese, the language, one word means a thousand things and it's very poetic the language and then we and you know nature has always been a huge part of our culture in medicine in the way that people uh function daily even for now um so we often use these really um, beautiful poetic words to describe nature and also use things from nature to de describe normal daily things and going back to reishi we call it lingzhi so there are many ways to interpret it and it's such a beautiful name um i just simply love love the name ling it can mean spirit spiritual it can also mean something that is so wonderful that can cure everything it's like very powerful wow you know, um, kind of like magical almost. That is Ling. And Zhi is another beautiful word. And um, it kind of describes, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like an object that is very, I would say, beautiful, delicate, a little feminine nature to it. So these two words together really describes, you know, uh, Reishi as something that is very healing, that is, um, as you said, you know, helps with both the body and, and spirit. spirit. Um, and in Chinese medicine, the connection between body and mind is, has always been established from the very beginning. You know, the five elements, the base of Chinese philosophy, uh, everything, um, is, talks about how the five emotions related to all of our 12 organs, related to the season. So it's all very much interconnected. And where mushroom comes in is, you know, we can put different kinds of medicinal mushrooms into different elements and how they help to, to heal the body. And, you know, reishi in particular, we've been using it for a very, very long time. And it's so famous because of a, there's a reason because it's so effective. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was that was the the great medicine that my body needed that kind of got me, well, you know, I had been using mushrooms for a long time, but I, I started using Rishi therapeutically in 2016 and it was like night and day, like major transformation. So I'm like, Rishi is like, I feel so connected to. How, how did it transform you? I'm curious. Well, I was, um, I had a lot of digestive conditions. I'd come off of the birth control pill a few years earlier, actually maybe like not a few, but like one and a half to two. Mm -hmm. And I had all of this congestion along my chin and like in my bowels and I was constantly bloated and, um, gassy and just like very uncomfortable. And I was also going through at a very emotionally stressful time with a breakup and, 
I was in school. I was in holistic nutrition school. So it was very just intense time. And one of my healers, we, we went on a specific liver protocol as one of our like base foundational places for us to start. And we did some muscle testing and we found that Rishi was kind of what my body was really gravitating towards. And we went up to about four grams daily for eight weeks. And, um, what happened was from that point on, like my digestion changed, my bloating started to go away. My face started to clear up. And, but, but the, like the piece that was really interesting was this, like my mind changed and my perception of what I was going through started to change. And I felt a newfound vigor in my mind and my spirit and my body. And it just helped me navigate and like maneuver myself more gracefully out of a situation that wasn't serving me. And with that, it was like, you know, it was, it was everything where it was like, there was the emotional piece, the spiritual, um, the very physical, real symptoms. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was, it was a really incredible liver action. Totally. I mean, that makes total sense. I guess in Chinese medicine, the the primary function of reishi is for the mind, the brain. It's a calming, in the calming category. Um, and, you know, it does exactly what you said that it should do, you know, just, just help you mentally. And a yeah. lot of it's, let's say, um, the adaptogenic digestive um, uh, quality was kind of discovered in modern science, which is also amazing. This is when you see kind of science, you know, modern and ancient knowledge come together. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rishi is amazing. In the, in the stories, in the myth- mythical stories back then, Rishi was also re- recorded to save lives of, mm. of, of wow. patients, like bring people back to life. Of course, they're taking very large quantity all at once. Yeah. But, you know, there were stories, you know, uh, written about it. So I have no yeah. doubt that's very powerful. Yeah, it, that's that's so cool to learn. Do you have a mushroom that you gravitate towards? I, I mean, I feel like I could just ask you so many questions and go on and on. Um, but yeah, I would love to know, are, is there a particular mushroom? I guess we kind of rotate through the seasons. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to know what season we're in right now and what mushroom that might correspond to. And then just personally for you, do you have anything that you love using? I always loved um, Woodier. The mm. black wood year or silver year tremella. Um, these both come in, bo- they can come in both fresh and dried form. But I usually use growing up, I only use them dried. And because I think I just right now, I tend to have more indeficiency because I'm kind of, I'm really busy and I'm, you know, tend to be a more heated person. And these two mushrooms really, you know, help me to nourish the yin for the body. And also, you know, I always had a lot of skin issues and these two mushrooms also helped me with my skin. And I love their texture. You know, it can be either crunchy or really, really soft. And they can be used in food or purchased, you know, in granules in the extracts. So I find that really amazing. And they just look so beautiful. My mom um, also grew them in the basement. So I I just really love the Woodier family, I guess. 
Very cool. I haven't experimented with wood ear in in a culinary sense, but I'd really I really want to. They're great, especially if you use the black one in chicken chicken stock, chicken bone,、mm-hmm. cook them for a very long time. I love when they're super soft. Oh, oh my gosh!、So、I also like. I cannot imagine you with any skin issues because you are absolutely radiant and glowing. Cute. Yeah, you. I used to have like covered with skin rash my face. Wow. So, is there anything that you're doing specifically for skin health now? Yeah, I mean the snow fungus water and the coexamella and coexists. I even, you know, when I, I'm traveling right now, I can show you actually. Please. I, I brought a blend with me. Um, it actually has a mushroom in here. It has a、uh, lion's mane here. So this is primarily works for the stomach and spleen because when I travel, I want to make sure my digestion, you know, is taken、mm-hmm. care of, and that also re- reflects、uh, for the skin、yeah. because you know. So is that like is that a is the action like stomach acid? That's what it's targeting in the stomach, or no? No, it's, it's targeting more of the、uh, stomach and spleen. Meridia in a TCM sense. Okay. Take okay. care of it, but、um, it does、uh, help with the、uh, stomach to strengthen the stomach lining, the inside of the、mm. stomach. Many of these herbs. So it has the lion's mane, has Chinese yam, a fantastic one, Buddha、uh, hemp citrus,、um, and tangerine peel, sea buckthorn,、um, and then hawthorn berries and clove and tributates. Really amazing blend. And that's so, a tea bag, yeah. It's a tea bag. Cool. Is that you mentioned that? What did you say? Kochi seeds. Ah,、uh, koi. I would add koi seeds in here, but this one they don't have because、okay. koi seed you have to boil for a long time, so not the best in tea bags. Got but, it. Um, this is a fantastic blend, especially in the summer. You know, you want to take out some dampness. You want to kind、mm-hmm. of keep your body light, not like stagnant. So these、yep. are. A lot of these herbs are also aromatic, to so to help you know you feel a little bit like you know like uh, uh, uplifting. Uplifted. uplifted, cool.、Yeah. And where do where do where would we find something like that? Yeah, so this one I actually、um, got in in China. It's a famous Chinese pharmacy, Tongrenhang. It has been there for maybe two hundred years, and、wow. they, all of their storefronts in China look. Exactly, have this vintage feel to it, and they're a huge company. Wow!、Um, so yeah, you had to get it. That's、there. awesome. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's so helpful to know,、um, especially a great travel tip. Yeah, totally. I always bring a tea with me or a tincture. I also have some tinctures. Nice.、Um, okay, I have another question for you. Yeah, It's gonna、please. change topics a little bit, but、mm-hmm. I'm curious if. TCM says anything specific about plant medicines or psychedelics? If that is referred to in this lineage, and how? Yeah, I mean, plant medicine, TCM, the majority of it are plants. So I guess it just kind of itself. And for psychedelics, I'm so sure there are a lot of mentioning about psychedelics, you know, marijuana and all these. Fun things, but、um, because our government right now, you know, has a very very tight、uh, censorship on these con- control drugs or these substances, so、um, it's very hard to find historical literature about them. 
unfortunately. Um, but back then, um, I'm sure they're used, especially by Taoists um, and even by TCM practitioners. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's so many ancient civilizations and cultures that have leaned on yeah. these plants or fungi for very deep healing. So I would I would imagine that it's there somewhere in the history and maybe being being hidden, but um yeah. yeah. I mean sometimes I do a little dig. I do find pieces of it. I've read about mm-hmm. marijuana. I've read about datura flower. They were actually used together to as an anesthesia. Yeah. So there are pieces of, of them hiding if right. do a dig. Yeah. You have to do a dig. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about what are the tenets of of TCM? How would you describe it to somebody who isn't familiar? You know, and I love the like the holistic approach to the seasons and and everything. I would love to hear more. Of course. So TCM stands for traditional Chinese medicine. And it's basically, you know, the medicine system that originated in ancient China and is still being used in China and all over the world. And it views, um, there are a lot of, Chinese medicine, TCM is a big umbrella. So under it, you might have heard of acupuncture, you've heard of cupping, gua sha, herbalism, the herbal decoctions, and when I do food therapy. So... TCM is really, the the goal of TCM is to bring our body into a balance. Balance, you know, with our own body, right? Equilibrium and also a balance with the environment around us. And in order to do that, abuse our our body and our connection with nature as one. Nothing, Nothing is separated. So you will see an acupuncturist treat headache with the points on the feet. You will see, you know, um, a food therapist give patients uh, a, a diet or a, a food that can treat something not digestive related. So this is co- concepts, and it, of course, TCM is also based on the fundamental theories of Chinese culture and philosophy, such as Yin and Yang, such as the five elements, um, where you know. The, we, we combine natural phenomenon with the imbalances in our body and also um, with uh, the, our spiritual health. So everything together. And a lot of people think it's an Asian thing. It's like, it doesn't have any proof. But nowadays there are like so many literature, you know, peer-reviewed articles that we can read about that marries you know, modern science with, with TCM. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I know. It's so effective. Yeah. I know. I mean, it totally worked for me. And I mean, I came back, I came from a more clinical Western clinical background, right? A registered dietitian working in a hospital. And I knew that didn't work very well for many patients. Um, that's, yeah, that's why I really truly believe in TCM is especially the combined effort between, you know, biomedicine and TCM. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's such a a gap in treatment of the body and this really, it's also what spurred my, my studies into education beyond 
Western nutrition and needing a system for my own body and my own self-regulation. And thank God finding yoga was my, my first introductory into actually understanding the capacity of my mind and the power of that. And that I can actually start to, you know, use it effectively and train it and have this system working mm -hmm. in one. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's so incredible your story of like, also just coming back to, um, you know, it's like almost like you, you came to America and there was like this such novelty in these crazy, weird, fake foods that we've crafted. And it's like, yeah, you have to try it and you're intrigued by it. But ultimately your body led you back to Totally, you know, exactly actually, where you needed to be. Actually, right, these 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 trendy foods, food trendy superfoods, actually guide me to study Chinese medicine because in the very beginning, I was a college student. I didn't care about my culture, didn't care about Chinese medicine. It seemed very outdated for a Chinese person, like a young Chinese generation. So I, but I was you know doing nutrition work. I was helping companies kind of uh, gather information on their trendy superfood products. And so many, so many products, when I do research on them, I'm like, this is Chinese medicine? You know, this is actually from China? Like, I didn't know that at all. But that's actually a, a thing that really sparked my, my interest. Um, so yeah, I guess everything really just led me towards where, where what I'm doing now, which I'm really mm -hmm. grateful for, yeah. It's a really cool story. It's always interesting because in Western countries, we we refer to as most people refer to TCM or any alternative therapy as alternative, yeah. right? When really it is the first medicines right. that came from and also like used by more people in the world than Western medicine, right? Yeah. And it's so much more affordable, so much more intuitive. And I think, you know, modern medicine and just the modern way of learning, of, of working off the whole lifestyle really um, made us uh, lose this in, in, intuition about our body. We don't know how to stop eating intuitively. It becomes really hard. Like we, we lost kind of the awareness of, of our body. We only notice pain and discomfort when it's like mm -hmm. too late. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know and you know tcm is really the first if every everybody can learn some tcm knowledge or even just body awareness we could prevent so many things i really believe that you know early so so believe that as well yeah so you used to work one-on-one -on -one with clients and patients and can you tell us about what you're up to now what you're excited about projects you have coming down yeah, totally. I actually stopped seeing individual patients for a little bit. I'm just seeing some, you know, old patients who are still with me because uh, right now I'm trying to work, uh, I'm trying to teach more um, mm -hmm. and also creating experiences. I love that. I want to um, help people to uh, experience TCM firsthand and really to share the culture of it, kind of make it a little bit more relevant for modern human being all over the world. So right now I'm opening this space in Brooklyn, uh, in Bushwick. It's gonna be a creative event venue 
where we'll have workshops of that I host, where I invite other healers of other disciplines to come together um, to, to teach. And then we'll have a weekly chef's table. It's all going to be uh, based on healing or Chinese medicine or other healing principles. Could be, you know, indigenous Mexican or something like that. Um, and then from there, I just finished a cookbook. Um, so that will be congrats thank wow you. thank you I just I seem to shoot the cover but that is done um, and then it'll be out early next year I'm really excited about it there's a lot of information in the cookbook other than recipes um, so I'd love to share that with the world um, and then also my dream is to have like a documentary or doc docu-series um, on uh, Chinese medicine, you know, how the, because it's, it's actually very romantic, how it's practiced from, you know, a, a lot of the herbs are specific to each region and how the locally are still using it daily and how you can see, you know, the modern trendy supplements coming from these mm -hmm. Chinese traditions. I think it's very interesting. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's what we're working on right now, teaching. Wow. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the docu series is going to happen. I'm it's going really to happen. So I, I feel it. You're already putting it out, and I can just I can totally envision that, and that will be such a important piece of a proof point and a document for the world to see where so much of this traditional knowledge is coming from. Yeah, and I just love to show how people in China, in, in certain regions, they're using it with such ease. You know, it's not mm -hmm. a complicated thing. It's not like yeah. a 10-day cleanse they have like focus <laughs> on, you know, it's, it's their life. They're just using it and they know it's good. They're very happy when they use it. And I think this is what healing, healthy eating, healthy living should be all over the world. Yeah. In, in those places, like in, in what you're mentioning, is it, you know, in some of like, let's say a smaller village in China is TCM. Is this like just, you know, like learning math, like everybody has this knowledge or do they still have, you know, a central healer? I'm actually, I feel like it's maybe a bit of both, but you know, like where they're going to somebody for a specific ailment. Yeah. So it's definitely both. I think every Chinese knows at least a little bit about TCM. Just somehow, you know, from grandparents, from mm -hmm. daily living, because it's everywhere. It's in, even in our language. Like every Chinese know about liver is associated with with anger because that's in yeah. our language. Um, but I, I would say in more rural areas, um, they tend to have more, definitely a lot more traditional healing practices and they have their doctors that they see in their village. While in a big city like Shanghai, where I grew up, this, this kind of tradition is fading a little bit, for sure. But still, you will be able to find, you know, these pharmacies everywhere. And people will, you will see or hear your friends complain, I have too much dampness, I have too much heat. You'll hear these. Um, but whether they go out and, and seek, you know, a TCM doctor or they have a regular one, it's not like everybody has that, no. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of clinics, a lot of, you know, people do moxa. Uh, it can be even like a week, weekend, um, how do you say, like a gathering. Instead of partying, people will go together to get a massage, get a, you know, a foot massage and things like that. I really miss it. 
and and because it's so available affordable and good back home yeah 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 I I wish that was a bigger part of our culture here that's so cool to learn and that that it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to have that weaved into like the fabric of one's language um yeah oh my gosh for sure and even in our cuisine you know a lot of herbs seasonal eating principles people are doing it unconsciously they don't even know they're doing tcm or anything like that but you know because it's so integrated into the culture awesome well i'm i'm so excited about your projects launching when can we expect to come to the creative studio space in bushwick yeah, so this for by this year, that's for sure. So hopefully September or October, we can do some soft openings. Okay, I'm I'm already seeing a rainbow event. Oh my gosh, we have to make it happen. We will make it happen. Definitely. I'll be in touch. It'll happen. And yeah, I guess a, a couple last things I wanted to touch on. Uh, I really love what you say about food is medicine, food is memory food is love. And I was hoping you could share what that means to you. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, growing, growing up, I, my family is really centered around food. Like my earliest memory was around food. Uh, maybe I was only three, four years old. I still remember I was peeling, you know, at a mommy shell for my grandma. And I would wake up to my grandma chopping dumpling fillings with these huge Chinese cleavers and on a big wood chopping board. And I think food is interesting because it really tells people kind of how you grew up, who you are. You open someone's fridge, you kind of know where that person Mm -hmm. is from, (laughs) which is really amazing. And everybody have an intimate story uh, about themselves around food, whether it's, you know, about health, whether it's about, you know, relationship, whether it's about whatever food is, we are eating every day. And what gets more intimate than that? Like you put stuff in your body. And that's something that's really, really interesting to me. And then the last part of is, of course, health. Um, I mean, food is such a big part of, of our wellness. And in, in TCM, 70% of the chi or chi in the body comes from food. Um, and so whether, and, and food will have better chi if they are grown in a better environment. And that goes back to agriculture. The agriculture is also highly associated with politics, policy. So see, this is a really a full cycle. Food connects everything together. And that really fascinates me. And nowadays people talk so much about food and but we don't talk enough about our relationship with all the food that we eat what food is good for just my body i feel like that needs more uh, attention i think when everybody can start to realize that you know there's something magical could happen like how mushrooms who or all the plants that grow naturally in the environment could talk to each other through a complex ne- uh, network so i feel like when human <laughs> We all of us could somehow, you know, having these natural things more and more, I really think, you know, there's something magical is going to happen, like less anger in the air, things like that. Yeah, there is a collective conscious that has yet to be tapped and explored by the masses, I think. 
For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's beautiful. I really love that saying and, and that explanation. Thanks for sharing. My last question for you is if you had, you know, if you had to put a prayer out or, you know, offer advice, what would you share? I will say, you know, um, know that it's a it's a quote from a famous Vietnamese monk. It's not exact quote, but that's how I remember it. He he wrote in his book how to eat. He basically advised us to know, to realize that we are supported all the time by the universe. You know, just the, the air that we are breathing, the food on our plate. You know, it's all the universe using so much energy, so much sunlight, so much water to produce it for us. So we should take our time to appreciate it and just, you know, feel grateful that we're supported. You might feel lonely. You might feel like nobody like you. You might feel like it's a shitty day, but you're still breathing the beautiful air that the plants are producing for you. And I think if you know that, everything becomes a little bit better. Yeah, know that you're supported. Yes, that's a beautiful reminder that I think we all need on a very frequent basis. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And okay, where else, where can we find you? I know you're on Instagram and TikTok, but um, yeah, could you share your handles and websites? Yeah, so I'm on TikTok. I mean, I'm on, mostly on Instagram. It's um, Zoe Xinyi Gong X. I-N-Y-I is my real name, actually. Um, Zoe is just the name that I picked. So the full okay. handle is Z-O-E-Y-X-I-N-Y-I-G-O-N-G. Will you pronounce that again? Xingyi. 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 Yeah. Xing actually means heart. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, heart and the That's gorgeous. <laughs> That's my name. Yeah, so I'm mostly there. And then I'm opening the Red Pavilion in Brooklyn. So once that's up, you know, we'll be on Instagram. We have a website uh, where you can book all the workshops, either online or in person or come to our dinners. Yeah, so stay tuned. We will be there. Amazing. (laughs) And it's called Red Pavilion. The Red Pavilion. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I love, love, love chatting with you and connecting with you and hearing your story. So thank you for the work you do and for having this conversation and all of the education and love that you're, you're putting out and healing message. Thank you, Tanya. Such a pleasure. With deep gratitude, thanks for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, hit subscribe and leave us a review. That is always very appreciated. Mushrooms transformed my mind and body, and if you're interested in bringing medicinal mushrooms into your life and health journey, check out rainbow.com for our meticulously sourced Canadian fruiting body mushroom tinctures. Until next time, peace in and peace out, friends.